Hello and welcome everyone to the SDS podcast that is shooting the shit. I am your host here once again, Eugene Caffin, and here to uh, share some stories with a couple of my best friends about uh, some of the things that have been grabbing our attention over the past week or so. Uh, I think it's week this time, so um, yeah, you guys get double dose of uh, shooting the shit, which is pretty good. Um, and joining me tonight, as always, are uh, a few, like I said, of my best buds. Uh, first of all is my good friend, Joseph Ray. Joey, how you doing? I am fucking great, and I am ready to shoot the shit. I've got extra special shit for you guys this week. Oh, extra special shit. I like it. I like it. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I'm agree. It's, it's the same dumb shit I've always gone about. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, no, good, good. Uh, always glad to have you here, Joey. Glad that, you know, for what you bring to the podcast. Uh, also joining me back after their absences last week um is mr sherry sherry how are you doing yeah not too bad a bit tired but good uh-huh yeah excellent excellent ready to shoot the shit you got some good stuff for us this week yeah definitely do mm-hmm. yep nice be looking forward to hear about it and the last one that we have is uh the b train brenton how are you man fucking amazing <laughs> high energy and i'm ready to go yeah that's good that's good <laughs> How is uh, how is the rap concert, by the way? Because uh, you know we know that that's where you went last week. Oh, it was fucking awesome! Like yeah? the fact that I couldn't understand what was being said made me focus on the music more than normal. Half <laughs> 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 the time, I'm just there with my eyes closed, letting the beats wash over me. Yeah. Okay. No, that's you good. could almost say I was writing the beats. <laughs> almost. Almost. No, that's good, man. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm glad you had a good time, anyway. Thank you. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, I guess it's time to unveil our topics for the week. Um, so without further ado, I, uh, I think we will get started. And I think we're going to go with... Hmm, who should go first? I think it would be Sherry. Sherry, what do you have for us this week? Yeah, so this week I'm just going to talk about War of the Spark. It officially got released actually last weekend. We did get a few um, spoilers before that as well, like with trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, and one trailer that I'm talking about is uh, the official trailer is where Liliana is fighting. Um, um, you- yeah, so hold up. Uh, War of the Spark, for those people that don't know what it is. Uh, yep, sure. Sorry. I got a bit carried away there. <laughs> yeah. So War of the Spark is one of the new additions within the game. So the game has different... Which game? Which game? The Magic the Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's that? <laughs> Magic the Gathering, which is a trading card game, which I'm really into. Even a few of these guys are. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm into it. I uh, just made a Commander deck um, a few weeks ago. So Commander. Nice. Anyway. Well, actually... I'm starting to construct one out of the character that's actually in this trailer that I'll quickly explain so that people understand what I'm talking about here. Yeah, sure. So uh, in the trailer, you see one of the planeswalkers, uh, which are effectively players within this universe that summon creatures and use magic against each other. Uh Uh, Under the command of the uh, dragon planeswalker, fighting a white planeswalker by the name of Gideon. And 
throughout the cinematic, you actually see her have a change of heart. And instead of swarming her armies at Gideon, she swarms her armies at Bolas. And mm -hmm. the evil dragon guy. The even dragon guy. Yes, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the uh, what changes her heart is she remembers some kids that were running in the background in the street as the city was going to crumbles, and it reminded of her and her brother when they were younger. Her brother actually felt terminally ill, and mm, it was only those right. two that could w look out for each other, uh -huh. and she. And she sees the kids actually die. Now, she's a typically selfish um, person. She's yeah, a selfish like, woman within the Planeswalker universe. Yeah, because she's like the um, like the epitome of the Black Manor type, right? Where, um, yeah, it's like power at all costs. Correct, yeah. Power yeah. at all costs, sacrifice. Um, and, like, it was to the point that what turned her at her younger age to go to the black magic, because she was a healer to begin with, she um, tried to heal her brother and he turned into a zombie. So. Sherry. Yeah. Are you saying she was a healer, but then she went black and she didn't go back? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly right. <laughs> uh, you know, she never went back. Uh, she never went back. <laughs> no true words have been said. <laughs> yeah, she de definitely didn't go back. Now, in the trailer, when you see her fighting Volus, right at the end, you actually see her flame up with her spark, because the spark is what creates a planeswalker. And it was to the point that some people, like myself, were a bit sad thinking that Bolas was going to kill her. So, and it left it at that for the trailer. Mm. Now, All right, so it's just uh, like, I'm going to need, because a, a bunch of power words went off. Mm. Yep. And okay, I know sure. nothing about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> okay, yeah. So explain power. Uh, no, 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 no. Just, just let me ask some questions. Yep, sure. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. There's these, there's these dudes called Planeswalkers. Mm hmm. And they have sparks. Yep. And you require yeah, it's a spark. Like the, it's like the yeah. thing that ignites when you uh, reach a potential and, and are able to traverse the multiverse, essentially, in, in the oh, Magic okay. the Gathering universe. All right, cool. Yeah. And well, another good way to explain it is like if you think of Star Wars with the Force, yeah. it what makes them in, in touch with the whole universe as well. So they become one with the universe in a way. Mm. But like everybody it, has. It's also it's also like a. Parts. It's also like an anime transformation, like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like so so Liliana's going like Super Saiyan two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super Saiyan Blue two, like. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra Instinct explains Walker. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you go from being like a normal, you know, a normal person. Thanks. What do you guys call that? You doing the Chad thing or something? I don't know. A normie. Uh, normie. Yeah, and then, you know, something happens, either traumatic or inspiring or, you know. Okay. And um and it ignites the, the spark in you and um you know then, the then you spark become, of Chad. Yeah, then you become the Chad or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, in words that you understand. Yeah, yeah. The, these are words I understand. They, uh, this is the mean magic. You could always say that in that moment you become euphoric. <laughs> you become euphoric. You don the fedora of hope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um yeah, so, so, so this Bolas guy, like, you don't have to be mm. human to be a planeswalker? No, you don't have to be human. So a few dragons have actually 
become planeswalkers. His brother Ugin has been as a planeswalker as well. Yeah, sure. So, but I, I would think that because dragons are so powerful, they would all be planeswalkers. Not all of uh, them, no. No. Like, no, do, do you just to be exceptional within your race to become a planeswalker, or do you, do the spark magically like pick somebody? Um, it is effectively that you're exceptional. Uh, it's basically realizing your inner potential to be greater. Because Bolas, okay. Bolas wants to be become a god. So right. he um he's originally from the same plane as Liliana. That's the reason why this cinematic is so inspiring to some people that know about the plane of Dom uh, Dominaria. It's one of the first planes that actually came into existence within the um, Magic the Gathering lore. Mm. So, like, I thought Planeswalkers were more powerful than gods because gods are linked to specific planes, aren't they? Uh, yes, they are linked to specific planes. Basically, Planeswalkers are allowed, basically can jump. Yeah. The... Um, as we were talking about colors before, about black and white and all that, most planes have a certain color associated with them. Most of them have all colors, while some only have some of them. Uh, okay, yeah, because I, I, was, I was wondering about that. So, uh, another thing I was wondering about, like, does Sparks, uh, Sparks color specific? Generally, uh, so, yes, but yeah. not really. It depends on the, one, like, person, doesn't it? Yeah, it depends on the person because some people are even multicolored. Uh, yeah. A good example of this is Ajani, which is a lion, a lion humanoid. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, so 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 there isn't like a black spark and a, a green spark and a red spark. There's just the spark, and so yeah. you like get the spark and you become an ultra powerful version. It's of sort of like your predisposition Correct. that determines like your color, essentially. Yeah, well, I mean that's. Well, it's more like the, the colors of magic are linked to different places and they imbue whatever with like themselves, like the, mm. the color becomes yeah. an aspect of yourself. And that's why you can have like red humans and like black humans and like white mm. humans. Exactly. Well, it also allows you to control certain beings of a, the same color as you as well. Because as a going into the trade ca trading card game scenario of it, is that you make a deck of 60 or so cards in standard or modern yeah. uh, leagues, and you are effectively a Planeswalker yourself. Yeah. And when you play a Planeswalker card, it's effectively adding another player to the battlefield. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's any color that you associate with. It's, well, I'm generally a red and black player myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the reason why. I'm so connected with Liliana, but yeah, the um, biggest thing about the spark is that it unleashes your inner potential and what you're attuned with. Mm, for sure. Mm. Okay. So yeah, yeah so that's the whole thing with the spark, and the whole thing right. behind Nicobolus, Even though that he's a um, a planeswalker, he you know he he wants to become you know the most powerful being in the entire multiverse, essentially. Yeah. And so he wants to become like a god planeswalker because like while you were saying that gods are in fact most of the time more powerful than planeswalkers, they are tied to their plane. They are essentially dominant lords over the plane. But yeah, um, yeah but planeswalkers are just, they, they're not as necessarily more powerful than them. Sometimes they are, uh, but most of the time it's just the fact that they can traverse through them. They yeah, have a sure, deeper sure, sure. connection with the multiverse rather than just a single plane. 
Right, right, right. So, like, this, this whole War of the Spark thing is, like, Liliana's sacrificing, like, her spark, her, like, essence as a planeswalker to, like, fuck up this god dude because, you know, he's a beta male. <laughs> Correct. Basically. Well, trying to. Yeah, that, that that's pretty much what it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much what it is. And she was prepared. The law actually says that she was prepared to actually die the mm. first time that she was willing to sacrifice herself over others. Mm. But um, the the interesting thing here is, and this is, I'm going to pose a question to you guys in a moment. Gideon, the person that she was beating up, actually sacrifices himself for her. So, and he knows that she's been a selfish bitch all her life, and yet he mm. sacrificed himself for her. That's what we in the industry term a gamma male. <laughs> um, what a cuck I, I think it's uh, I, I, yeah so basically before you say a question Shuri, I think it's just who Gideon is in general yeah it is who Gideon is in general that is correct Because yeah, he's, like, he, he's literally the, like the white knight character right like I mean yeah. he's the white color magic yes. and he you know like paladin of the realm stuck fucking season yep. one cyclops yeah, he is the White Knight. He um, a bit of backstory about him when he's ignite sparked. Uh, when he's spark ignited, uh, basically, he was leading his troop, and he was a cocky, arrogant fool. Yeah. And because of his cockiness, his troop actually died. Yeah. And in distress, his spark actually ignite, and he took was taken to another plane. And oh, I mean, that's that's pretty rough. It's like, you know, not only have I lost all my friends, I, 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 I was just having a little, you know, Darth Vader no moment, like, oh, on my knees screaming at the sky. And now I'm on a different fucking plane. Like, how can life get worse? Yeah. <laughs> what well, the fuck? It was a pretty good plane that he actually went to. It's actually called Shards of Alara. Um, and he actually managed to fall in with some knights eventually. But he was brooding about life. After a while, he actually made a vow that wherever he went, he would do good. Yeah, fair enough. That's that's, that's pretty good vow. Mm. Yeah, so it's like basically it's just in his character. Even though like Liliana has been like dissing him this like for like the past like I don't know how long it's been in like Planeswalker time, but for us it's been like four years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even though she's been like you know fucking on his case for like ages, you know it's still just what he what he is, you know. I like the I like the idea of Liliana dropping like a mad distract at uh, Gideon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gideon ro- ro- rocks up with his boys on, from the east coast. But I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like um, Loki making fun of Thor all the time. Like that's essentially yeah. what it is. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah, because Loki's like you know the sneaky magical you know dude, and Thor's just like the brute force fucking guy who's like, yeah, yeah. let's take it with force. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know. Well, he- Hmm? Yeah, oh, sorry. Well, I like. I know this is total derailing detour. Just very briefly, like to be okay. Caveat: I've not watched like the last I don't know a kajillion MCU movies, but I remember mm-hmm. when Loki was first introduced. I always thought that like they like try to make it way too fast to introduce him and then like smash him the first time because it was always like ah I'm meant to be a big villain you're afraid of, and I'm like I'm not afraid of this guy. <laughs> He's like a beater from the first time you see him. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Especially when you see him versus the Hulk when the yeah. Hulk meets. <laughs> yeah, I think that's his thing though. Like he was never the one that was like ultra powerful. It was what he commanded. 
Yeah, he's like, like you know, yeah. he's um, he has like, he has an army. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not him personally; it's the army. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Liliana's nothing like that. She's got the power of four demons behind her. I mean, for for and... she's a she's a sexy lady. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was funny. My wife found out about more about Liliana the other night when I was playing some card games, and um. She found out about how much of a biatch that she was, and then our good mate, who hasn't been on this for a while, was like, well, do you really think Sherry likes her because of her personality? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. damn. She must have some other assets, if you know what I mean. Black magic. Yeah, so basically... And she is an attractive woman. Yeah, so... So what happens, guys, is like, you know, we'll be playing Magic and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Sherry brings like this out and, and then this happens. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so, um, uh, especially one card that's named Lilian Lavelle, very powerful card, if anyone was to look yeah. it up. Yeah, it is a very powerful card. But yeah, so my question is, would, if you guys were in the same boat as someone that was just getting wailed on by zombies and then the next minute someone's about to die that you have known, but she's been a total and utter bitch her whole entire life, would you sacrifice yourselves for her? I mean, define sacrifice stuff because, like, okay, I, so, 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 no, I know, I know obviously he dies, but like, I, I have to visualize this a bit better. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and, uh, like Julia Gillard has just sent a wave of labor photos <laughs> at me and they're all, they're all punching me to like to hell. And I'm like, damn you, Julia Gillard. That is your personal <laughs> hell. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're then like, yeah, they're like, they're hitting you with like, um, organic coffee cups, and like, <laughs> and like yeah. paper straws. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, and then uh, and then Julie goes, "It's like no, there's a greater firm." Like like points her zombies at uh, Tony Abbott, <laughs> <laughs> leaving me alone. <laughs> and then uh, and then what happens? Like like, like Julie Gillard suddenly tanking in the polls, and I have to write like one article to like save her reputation. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the equivalent. Yeah. yeah, like it would mean it would mean that you would sacrifice everything that you know. Yeah, I sacrifice my political career and like everything like I, I, I've built up over the last ten years of unhating Julia Gillard, and like all, but, but I, I can reverse it all with with one point article, and I know what to say, and like, do I hit publish? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you hit publish? Situation. Uh-huh. If you want to put it in that weird political like thing where you're super, <laughs> where you're super right wing, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Joey, 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 you're you're like you you've just finished typing it up on your antique yeah. typewriter. Yeah, absolutely. You're just about to mail it out to Quadrant. <laughs> I mean, do you not know Quadrant, Joey? Oh, no, of course not. Oh, it's <laughs> like it's like an Australian like print, Love. like quarterly like um like right wing publication where you Jeez. can like write essays and shit and had, everything I, in it is crazy. I had no idea you 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 knew more about ancient right wing politics than me. Joey, um, you, must, you must know the enemy to defeat it. Of course. <laughs> I don't think I would, no, I I I I, I probably wouldn't save Julie. Sorry Julie. 
enough. Even though, even though you knew it meant like, okay. So here's the other point: is that Julia Gillard's just correct? She's correct, like, like yeah. objectively. Yeah, uh, objectively, uh, like, just it, correct. It's a, it's a thing I just can't argue, and she's correct. Yes. And be, she I, is just. I, I she is just absolutely correct. Yes. Mm. Uh, for example, Joey. Mm. She's going to like somehow, like I don't know, something. Mm, she's going to remove the GST, and instead, like, raise taxes on the rich because actually, consumption taxes aren't progressive. Um, <laughs> mm. Right now, I'd um, I'd I I think I'd publish it. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's, yeah, I just I just do I I do something else about it. I'd, I'd publish it and then like immediately go work at um work doing something else that's not politics because like I've just ruined my career. I mean, you can always move into a think tank. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but the the the, the, the predicate was on it. So like, I'd have to ruin my career. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. go on. Yeah, so. <laughs> It, it's basically like, but but the other thing is, is that it'd have to be ruined so much that you just couldn't be seen in public. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I I would do it because I have decided that this is correct. Yeah. It, it, it's not about saving Julie Gillard. It's about me deciding that whatever it is 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 correct, and I have to do that. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm compelled to do yeah. the correct thing. What about yourself, Brandon? Um. Yeah. Uh. So. I don't know, like, seeing this from, I'm going to do two points of view. Gideon's point of view is obviously, like, what I know about him so far, that he's made this big vow to, like, do the right thing and, like, make the world a better place, basically. And so if he thinks that Liliana, what she's doing is going to make the world a better place, like, in a big way, and, like, she actually needs him to sacrifice himself to do it, then I can see why he would do that. Because obviously this vow is, like, really important to him, and that's going to be deeper than his, like, Obvious hatred of Liliana, but mm. uh, I don't. Okay, my thing is like Nicholas Bolas looks like a pretty badass fucking. I mean, he's literally a dragon. Yeah, he is literally he's a massive. big fuck off dragon. Like, it, <laughs> like everyone talks about big fuck off lizards. Like, imagine <laughs> if it was a dragon instead. Yeah, and and so she's got what like a bunch of like blue zombie dudes, and she's like gonna scream at him. And like try and activate a super sane powers. Although it looks like it's literally killing her to do so. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I believe it's like tapping into the veil as well. Like it is. Like it is yeah. tapping into a magical item. So Um So I'm not sure even with this if she's gonna be able to defeat a dragon. Because I'm like they're like running up the like the the steps. I'm like the dragon just fly around. <laughs> like you run at the top of this thing, the wall, and he just flies away. <laughs> and he's stuck like fucking morons at top of the wall. Wave your spear at him angrier. <laughs> Get down here. Um, well, and- like the the thing is, is that she like she b- before she wasn't like she was working with Bolus, and now nah. she's in like just complete defiance of him. Yeah, which oh, is the whole be- point of that like whole be- piece. He's gonna be very upset. <laughs> I think if I know mm-hmm. dragons. There's one thing they hate. It's people going back on their word and avoiding contracts. <laughs> Much like the average libertarian. <laughs> um, all right, so to close this point, yeah, I can see what Gideon does it. Would I do it? Or, oh, man, like, sacrificing myself. I'd Sorry. want to have a sacrificing pretty... Sacrificing yourself, sacrificing yourself to get a complete and, and fully tested unit testing function suite on every piece of software ever. 
Oh. <laughs> that, <laughs> that runs in 0.01 of a second. <laughs> that does sound... Uh, I mean, that's pretty much worth sacrificing. Because, like... <laughs> maybe then we'd have, like, games that don't crash. But, um... Yeah, I'd like one to be pretty, have a pretty solid idea that I needed to sacrifice myself to make this happen, and that like what Lillian was going to do was like actually going to, I don't know, save the world, mm. save the plane mm. that we're on at least, yeah. uh, because otherwise I'm like, well, like if you do Bolas, like, does it matter that much? Like maybe, maybe what you shouldn't have done is betrayed Bolas in the first place, or sided with him if he's such a bad guy. <laughs> hmm. But I suppose we're fucked now. So now I've got to go to sacrifice to save everyone for Liliana's stupid decision making. Exactly. So I'll do it mm. as long as well, there's a plaque where like Liliana's moron. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say the epitaph of my grave is going to say Liliana is a fucking moron. Exactly. She should have listened to me the first time. And, and she has to come around every month and fuck the foot, put flowers on my grave. Yes. And read that plaque out loud. Yes. <laughs> Yes! Alright! That'll do it, for sure. <laughs> awesome. And what about yourself, Eugene? Uh, man, so um, that, that whole cinematic was like just completely avoidable. Um, yeah, so to give some context, like what happened was Bolas actually kicked them all in the dick before and like, you know, destroyed all of them it, it, like when they're all working together. Uh, so that's why Liliana got broken in the first place and sort of like went over to like help him out because she was like, well, we tried killing you the last time, but that didn't work. So, um, dried up. Cool. Um, yeah. So, um, would I, would I save it? Probably. Um, because if I, if I'm in that position, I know that I can't do shit against this giant fuck off dragon for sure. Like I can try. Um, but yeah, I, I think that she might have a better chance. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, so like, it's, but it's because I know, like, the story pretty intimately. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a pretty bad person to ask this, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually just know what the story is. So, um, yeah, if it was me in the same situation, yeah, I'd do it because, like, if I'm Gideon, I'm basically... I don't want to use this word, but yeah, but I'm a beta compared to, um, I was going to use a different word, but I didn't. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much a big beta compared to, um, uh, Nicol Bolas and I can't really, um, yeah. And I can't really, um, like go up against him, but maybe Liliana with her badass fucking powers, um, uh, will be able to like make a difference. So Eugene, what do you do yeah. when like Nicol Bolas walks into the club and, and, and smacks your bitch on the ass? <laughs> Man, you know what? And you're Gideon. And you're Gideon. He just, he just does whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> hey, that's the move Gideon's making here. Yeah. He's literally sacrificing his life so that Lilia can't get dicked by Bolas. <laughs> He's like, no, you can't have her. <laughs> the ultimate cock block. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that, that was, that, yeah, that's basically what I think. All right. Yeah. Um, well, was that all that you had uh, for this week, Sherry? Uh, that's pretty much all. Just a bit of closure for people if they're wondering what happened and don't mind a little bit of spoiler. Basically, Lily does, um, yeah, Lily does defeat him. She puts him in a bottle of essence, and um, more than likely there are some rumors, uh, well, player rumors mainly, 
that Gideon's probably going to get resurrected by her as a lich. So. Ah, uh, okay. Mm, interesting. Kind of like the Garok type situation. Yeah, Garak yeah. and also her brother situation kind of thing. Yeah, so, right. yeah, okay. yeah. Otherwise, that's it for me. Yeah, cool. Um, so if people do want to check it out, uh, there are a lot of um, things on Wizards of the Coast about this story. Um, if you wanted to go see the story up until now and the cool things that they're actually doing with the set, because there are a lot of planeswalkers available, hence the name War of a the lot. Spark. A lot. Yeah, a lot of planeswalkers. More than any set ever made before. So, um, yeah, you guys should go check it out. All right. Uh, next, I think we will go with Joey. Joey, what do you have for us this week, man? All right. So, um, I'm going to first talk about the long and interesting history of Tumblr. Uh-huh. So, yeah. All right. Tell us all about Tumblr, man. <laughs> I, I would love so to know. Do you guys know what shipping is? Like mailing? No. No, no idea then. <laughs> Those innocent response. <laughs> uh, Brendan, um, do, you, you know what shipping is. Do you want to... Um... Yeah. yeah, hang on. I just need to swallow my Doritos. Wipe the orange halo of crust off on, on your black camera shirt. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, sorry about that. Oh, Brendan. <laughs> Look, That's really I was, Doritos. I was really hungry. Actually, to be fair, they're CCs. They're not even Doritos. Oh, okay. Uh, the good stuff. Uh, all right. So, shipping is when in um, some sort of, like, usually popular visual media or, like, books or literature or whatever, um, a narrative story-based medium, like, you know, film, TV, there's um, two or more characters. And... What well, shipping is the act of fans creating a relationship between the characters that doesn't necessarily exist inside the media yeah. originally. It's not diegetic to the media. <laughs> it's not canonical as it were. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's also mostly homosexual. Like, oh, like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's mostly homosexual. Um, although I would say that like, maybe part of that is that like, until recently, homosexual relationships weren't that prevalent in like mainstream media. Yeah. So, yeah. This is a little, like this is meant to be the thing that will never happen. Like, well, like that's like the joy of shipping is that you're yeah. never going to see these characters. You're never going to see Captain Kirk and Mister Spock actually like make out. I mean, although I mean, if, oh, Param okay. if yeah. it would if it would make a fucking billion dollar movie, Paramount Pictures would do it in a fucking heartbeat. I'm sure <laughs> they they would do it in a heartbeat. I, I'm absolutely certain of it. But like a, a lot of shipping actually started around Star. Um and like well, like the old message boards were literally um, uh, what was it called? Uh, Kurok. So, so, so when you ship two characters, you also have to combine them. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Kurok is Kirk x Spock or Kirk and Spock. Mm. Yeah. And, um, and that was a very popular pairing. Uh, other popular pairings are like, um, Harry and Draco. That's very popular. Yeah. I, I, I now understand what you were talking about. Yeah. I've so, so Joey, and Draco uh, and all pre that. precursor, you, you could also like give context on the word shipping. No, 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 I didn't want to. Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> man, you know, it, it, English is a wonderful language where it means several different things. Absolutely, and uh, and Sherry's Sherry's answer was on. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the reason, so so Tumblr is a popular blogging platform, basically, uh, where where users can share and host content, whatever. And the thing was, the thing that 
sort of got them a lot of users. Um, in the software world, what you really care about is the monthly active users, MAUs, uh -huh. or, or DAUs, if you want to use that metric. And the site's popular if it gets a lot of DAUs. So YouTube, if you, if you use YouTube every day and you watch content, you're, you're a DAU. And Tumblr's getting its DAUs off um, fanfiction.net, which was previously a big um, shipping uh, story swap site. Um, and Tumblr was getting it because you could combine, um, I believe, the the textual content with an image, and the and the image would be like some some fan art of like whatever characters you want making out, or just literally just tits and uh, tits and dick. But also that like it was it was adding a social because what just to clarify when you say MAUs and DAUs, that's yeah. mostly important for like social networking websites. I mean every website, but like it's really 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 important for social networks because. Yeah they become more sticky and more attractive to people the more people are already on there. And like, whereas fan fiction, I don't think it really had any social features, except maybe comments. Correct, yeah. Um, for fan fiction, it wasn't really trying to be a social networking site. It was trying to be more archive of fan fiction. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, whereas Tumblr was trying to, like, trying to add the, um, the social networking aspect of it, where you would interact with the people enjoying your, your work. Um, mm -hmm. So sure. if you can imagine, we're talking gigabytes of slash fiction on, on Tumblr. And like everyone's just just sitting there, like with fucking steam coming out of their noses, right in school. Yeah, I I I've used Tumblr a lot. I've never seen any of that. This is the dark side of Tumblr. This is how Tumblr rose to prominence. Wait, uh, okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. wait, what the fuck do you use Tumblr for, then, Eugene? <laughs> um, basically, people uh, posting gifs and funny shit of things that I enjoy. Okay. Like, anyway, um, so, yeah, that's basically what it is. So, 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 so like with the rest of the internet, like once you put your dick down, it's like, it's just full of cat, it's full of cool cat memes. Yep. Um, and, and Tumblr's like a microcosm. Of so, so it's like, once you're done with your fan fiction, there's also like tons of funny shit on Tumblr. Yeah. That's and, basically what I've experienced. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Norby's like, well, like you didn't cherry come along and they're like, oh man, <laughs> this Tumblr place, it's like full, full of these really cool memes. This is awesome. And, you know, that's like, oh man, Tumblr's really nice. And <laughs> they don't realize it was built off porn. Um, so what happened was um, Tumblr also became known, like fast forward to like 2014, 2015. Tumblr became known as a place where um, people got really into social justice. <laughs> and uh memes came out of the quote-unquote tumblerista who was basically um stereotypically just overweight cat lady with like giant hair and like problem glasses and she, she she'd come and tell you about like um how great feminism is and mm -hmm. specifically there were sex sex negative feminists who were on tumblr and this is important because sex negative feminists think that any depiction of sexuality is um a negative thing and demeans women, et cetera, et cetera. Uh -huh. mm. And so due to, due to pressure from their user base, uh, in 2016 or 17, Tumblr decided to ban pornographic material off their own website. That's a really important point. Is that actually like what drove this? Yes. Okay. The, the, uh, according, to, according to media releases that I read, it was okay. Tumblr specifically addressed their own user base and, and their community um, okay. really wanted uh, there'd be no, there'd be no pornography on the, on their own website. Okay. Um, and they're also under pressure from um, their payment processes because payment processes get really funny about funding pornography, for obvious reasons. 
Um, so Tumblr didn't want to be seen as like, well, we we want to keep the site clean because we, we want to get a, a, a good boy image like Facebook or um, Imja has. Uh, actually, Imja doesn't have a clean image. Anyway, uh, Facebook or Twitter has. Twitter has porn too. This is fucking retards. Yeah, because... Tumblr, I mean, Tumblr got rid of porn. It was a bad idea. Yeah, because the problem is, <laughs> like, that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, uh, that's really, I think that's where you're going to break down the official story, right? Because yeah. if that really mattered, like, <laughs> why don't all the other websites completely block it? Well, I mean, they try to. No, like, some, of them, some of them try to. Twitter doesn't try, but Facebook does. Anyway, yeah, just uh, listen to the SES podcast last week. Um, yeah, Facebook does, apparently. Yeah, yeah uh, Facebook does. Uh, but so, but the point is, Tumblr did do proper porn filters on on their site. No, we don't want porn here anymore. Porn's now um, restricted content, and if you report it, we'll, we'll take it off. What about if there's some sort of female presenting nipple? <laughs> Man, you, you'd better Photoshop male nipples over your female nipples, otherwise. <laughs> We're definitely going to take it off. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, that, uh, that's also literally a workaround for the for the Facebook um, nipple block. By the way, <laughs> if if you just Photoshop a male nipple on top of a female nipple, it's totally fine. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Tumblr got rid of the adult content, and now we fast forward to today, uh, twenty nineteen, and like like Tumblr's been losing MAUs, hemorrhaging MAUs basically, and they're they're losing money because social social networking sites are really hard to um maintain themselves when they don't have the community behind it uh-huh. uh, consuming ads mm. and now the interesting thing is Pornhub has decided that the quote is Pornhub is very much looking forward to one day restoring it to its former glory with, with NSFW content so Pornhub because Tumblr's for sale and Pornhub oh, is looking okay. to pick up Tumblr as, as, one of its, um, as one of its subsidiaries right so that so... way they can help singles Get some or no? Because they want the porn back from Tumblr. Because the, the slash fiction was fucking good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it, it's just hilarious, man. Like uh, uh, porn's gonna save the internet. That's what I got. Oh, because wasn't that what the internet's for? Yeah, the, that's what I thought the internet was for. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, well, it makes sense for porn up because I mean, like, essentially they're an advertising company, right? Yeah, like that's how they make money. So yeah. it's just that, like, their niche or the unique selling point is this pornography. I suppose it's not unique, but like unique in that it's ads, but it's not like a complete festering shit pile of malware, like uh-huh. and like crappy HTML. They actually like know how to make websites. Yeah, and and so for them, it's like, well, hang on a minute. Like Tumblr is another place where we can put ads on it, and then there's a huge community of yeah. people like will go there and look at the ads. And they want and to then, cultivate the social platform. Well, that's the other thing, right? Like if you if you become like the only social platform for people who want to talk about stuff, I feel like that's a pretty big, that's an advantage over like any other. Well, it, basically if you make a social network, you need to have a niche mm. or be extremely lucky. And it's easier to make the niche than to be lucky. Right. So, and I mean, it's cause this is the issue, right? Is that people are realizing that it's supposed to be for porn, but if, you know, if you can't build any, any of these big platforms, and then you can't put it on Tumblr, then like there's like Reddit or like 4chan or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, you're going and, to like, like... and they have um and like they have their own problems. Like hmm. uh, 4chan doesn't doesn't keep your posts, for example. So if if you want to keep something and save it for months on end, you can't use 4chan. 
Yeah, and so you're getting into like deeper and deeper into these sites that are like the the likelihood your content will still be there later is more and more tenuous. Yeah, exactly. And they don't necessarily have the social features that you want. Yeah, but so, so Tom is actually a, a good intersection of like, um, it'll keep your content around. It's a it's a fairly big company, and there's a lot of people using it. But then they don't allow you to um, express your creative interests, quote, <laughs> quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, if Pornhub gets in on the Tumblr game, they buy, uh, buy a controlling share of um, they buy a controlling share of Tumblr. Then, I mean, we could get our slash fiction back. We could get our Kirk X book, which is cool. Yep. Yep. Well, is that what you'll what be reading, I- Joey? Absolutely. Um, Good. A quote from the, um, who's this? Uh, There's some guy called Price. Tumblr was a safe haven for those who wanted to explore and express their sexuality, adult entertainment aficionados included. So um, I I guess Tumblr executives are being positive. Oh, and Pornhub has said, Pornhub thinks buying Tumblr instead and going opening the floodgates for adult content would help get it back to its former glory. And Pornhub says, we've long been dismayed that such measures were taken to eradicate erotic communities on the platform, leaving many individuals without an asylum through which they could comfortably peruse adult content. Yeah. Well, if anybody can do it, it's uh, Pornhub for sure. Pretty much. Well, the other thing about Pornhub as well is that it's not just normal straight up videos it has animated videos as well from what i understand so uh from what you understand from my research (laughs) from my from my research (laughs) a friend of a friend told me (laughs) i'm not gonna lie or anything everyone has watched porn at some point but um yeah it's the it's got it's comfortable doing multiple types of media so I can understand why they're wanting to get into on the fanfic thing and the Tumblr. Mm. Uh, yeah, and honestly, I like, I, I'm just going to say it now. Your favorite author has definitely written fanfiction of like two characters just having homosexual sex at some point. Like every mm. author ever has written it. Charles Dickens probably wrote fucking <laughs> kinky bum sex in, in, in one of the life and hundreds between Sherlock Holmes and Shakespeare. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I can guarantee it, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, We've been confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then like the real story here is like, what the fuck is Verizon doing? Because Verizon are the current owners of Tumblr, right? Because they bought Yahoo. Okay, first of all, Verizon bought Yahoo. Yeah. Right, which is on its own. Like, what the fuck is like? <laughs> the reason YouTube's for sale is because it's in the shitter. <laughs> and like, I really look to telecom companies for like really, you know, bold and new and you know, unique and different ways to differentiate and make a business successful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and turn around, like that's what they're famous for. Yeah, uh, especially businesses in like related but like not the same industry as phone networks <laughs> and selling phones, and then. Why the fuck did Yahoo buy Tumblr anyway? Like, they did nothing with it ever. Because, uh, you know why? Because they wanted another fucking name on their fucking, pl- on their, their little plaque of companies they own in, in their goddamn corporate quarters. 
Yeah, that's the thing, right? Because they wanted a social network. Because they yeah. could see that, like, they were getting their shit blown in by, like, first Google with search and then Facebook, like, MySpace and then Facebook and then Instagram and mm-hmm. WhatsApp. And, like, why the fuck would I go to Yahoo.com? Because <laughs> you live in China. That's why. Yeah, like, because I want your Yahoo Finance, I suppose. Because... No, it's legit because you live in China. Like, it's all these in China. Okay. Um, and then they buy Tumblr. Hmm. You buy a social network. And then they don't do anything with it. <laughs> like, for years. Yeah, he is. Because they're, they're like, oh, what can we do to make this better? I don't know. Actually, um, a, a big Illuminati confirmed thing is um, everyone thinks that the 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 actual secret reasons there have been um, people have been more heavy-handed with pornography on, on social networks and stuff is because of China. Like a, a lot of Chinese use, users are using um, social networks and the Chinese government is threatening to ban or IP block the social networks from Chinese users. Yeah, I mean, the mistake they're making is thinking that, like, China doesn't give a shit about porn. They care about people being politically organized outside the control of the government. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a lot of problems there. Yeah. I mean, I know that, like, porn's meant to be legal in China and stuff, right? But I'm sure... That... Uh, Korea. It's, it's, it's illegal in Korea, but you can have some porn in China, but it has to be some. Yeah, okay. Um... But yeah, like as if that's the big issue that China gets shit out. But yeah, the problem it's just so dumb. And then Verizon buys Yahoo. Mm. And then I don't know, does whatever with it. And I suppose in the good way, the fact that Yahoo and then like didn't touch it mm. means that for a while they're able to just like do their own thing. Yeah, exactly. And then Verizon comes in and just like instantly like just fucks the shit out of Tumblr. It's like, oh, what can we do to like really fucking destroy this brand that's already like losing user base? <laughs> well, at least not growing, which is the same thing as losing when all your competitors are growing. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck we do to fucking destroy this company? Yeah, get rid of the get rid of like the most vocal and the most like enthusiastic users of your site, the ones who are there to masturbate. Yeah, and the USP. No, you, you, you're literally using this website to masturbate. Like, and it's your favorite place to masturbate at. And yeah. someone just tells you, oh, I can't masturbate here anymore. How pissed off would you be? Of course. And, like, that's a unique selling point. Yeah. Like, otherwise, why wouldn't I just go to fucking Facebook or whatever? Or yeah. Instagram? Well, what so, look, I, I can go over here where there's no porn as well. Yeah. Uh, at least my Nana's on this side. I can talk to my Nana. Yeah, exactly. You know, you um, could just also, like, just go to a pornographic website. No, Eugene, you don't understand the, uh-huh. the magic of, of reading fan fiction. Uh-huh. The problem is that, like, if you actually want to write, like, if you don't just want to watch stuff that, like, videos that other people have uploaded, yeah, like, to actually interact with each other in, like, a the problem is comments, like, aren't the same. Like, it's, you know, that's why you have forums, not just comments and stuff, right? To actually talk back and forth and yeah. have also your place. Like, the only place that really exists is still, like, on a, on a, like, obviously, you make your own website, but I mean, like, an existing platform that allows that content is basically Reddit. Yeah. And Reddit has, like, its own issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and also that you can make your own subreddit, but it's not the same thing as like everyone having one. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you can just like upload things and people comment. It's not like a proper forum. Um, and yeah, like it's, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I hope Pornhub does it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm, I'm actually really, I'm really pro this news. I hope Pornhub buys Tumblr and, uh, and brings the porn back. Especially that Pornhub has obviously already solved the money problem like and, the, the, and the stigma problem yeah exactly like i think that's the other reason why 
Pornhub's doing this. Like mm. it's also a marketing power move. Not only mm. to get them in the news, it's like buying Tumblr and like, yeah. cause that's like a shocking, you know, yeah. a dog bites man news story. And then <laughs> also it gets in this user base and like agreeing the advertisers. And then also legitimizing is like saying, like if they can turn it around and make it more successful like financially, there's also this kind of story of like, yeah, so like a fucking Verizon, this huge publicly traded corporation ruined it hmm. and asked this like adult content platform made it profitable again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that might actually be the case as well, because um, I mean, honestly, where are you meant to upload your fan fiction these days? I actually don't. I think technically you can use it as Blogger because Google apparently like. Forget- no, 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 no. You, you can use Blogger, but like you can't, you like you, it's much harder to foster your own sort of. Yeah. These are my fans on Blogger. It's it's much easier to do on Tumblr. Yeah, like um, there's sites like Anti Foundry and things like that. Too deep, man. Too deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, sorry. Um, I also don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where you're going to do that. <laughs> Your PG thirteen fan fiction, which doesn't have any discourse in it, and and. Like Harry only kind of likes Draco, but doesn't really. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Of course. Uh, Brenton. Um. Yeah. So I actually just had no idea that uh that this was the thing that people enjoy doing. So so there you go, Eugene. I've um I've opened your eyes to a yep. to a new world. Yeah, a new world. I mean, I, I'm just never going to experience it, but uh, it'll, it'll it'll be there. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's actually actually I just want to mention, that's actually a really big point. The other reason I think Pornhub might be doing this is because Tumblr was almost, you know, semi-unique in that a large part of the user base interested uh, content was female or female yeah. presenting. Yeah. <laughs> and so, whereas, you know, porn still keeps getting seen as like this male, you know, evil male thing, right? So they bring Tumblr into it and basically like, look, actually, like women want like, like porn too. Yeah. And so like, it, women are the, are the major consumers of, um, of the fan fiction because for whatever reason, Women like reading porn more than watching it. Yeah. And so, yeah, then you're just covering this thing as well. Like, it gives them this ammo mm. to be like, look, if you try and, like, make this thing bang, you're actually just not hurt, you know, you're not just, like, hurting the image of this, like, you know, teenage boy. It's like, what about all these important social justice warrior women whose rights you're <laughs> affronting? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so that's all I had for um, Tumblr. Okay, no worries, man. All right. Uh, well, to keep it going, Brenton, what do you got for us, man? All right. Fucking awesome. Uh, so, um, keeping up on the Magic Gathering hype train, I've actually been checking out the video game Magic the Gathering Arena. Mm-hmm. Arena. Uh, you did mention that. You did mention that. How, how mm-hmm. is it? Um, it's cool. So, just a background. Like, I know borderline nothing about Magic the Gathering. Um, I like Joey. Try to get me into it a little while, like the physical collectible card game format. Um, a mm-hmm. couple of years ago, and that was pretty cool. I know there's like planes and like. Planeswalkers and like mana and shit, but um, and tapping stuff. But other than that, I don't know anything about it. So, Magic Gathering Arena, what is it? It is a digital version, basically, of this card game. What's really interesting, this isn't the only dig- like official digital version of Magic the Gathering. There's like another one that's apparently terrible. Yeah, yeah I it, play that in Magic oh, the Gathering Online. Yeah, so, sure, you play that. Yeah, I do. The reason why both me and our other good friend play it is because it's 
allows the older cards. Magic Arena is only the standard format, while Magic Online uh, okay. is the modern format. So Man, any modern players will continue though... playing this. The interface is atrocious. I can't wait for Arena to actually become modern. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played it like, online, but yeah, that's all I've heard about it. I mean, I'm still surprised how, like, you can fuck this up that badly. I mean, it's a card... Like, is it really in a world where you can make, you know, like, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 and, like, all these, you know, cinematic fucking, you know, 4K video games and then to fuck up a card game? <laughs> it's like... Anyway, but MTG Arena is not like that. MTG Arena is... Delivery method is, like, a traditional desktop application. It's in beta at the moment. I think it's only on Windows currently, but eventually it's going to be multi-platform. Um, I don't know if it's coming to mobile or not. Like, I, I assume hope so. so. I reckon, like, obviously that's what they're going to do, but there's something else yet. So I've played through the tutorial, and what's really cool, so um, I actually don't know who the tutorial character is, but I think she's a character from the lore. But um, what's cool so far is, so you, the tutorial is you, the player, come in and you battle, like, a sequence of, you know, randos. Um, or characters from the lore, I think, you know, uh, to like basically teach you the basics, the mechanics and how the game flows. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it's cool that it's a bit like Hearth in that there's kind of comedic elements and stuff like this. Like you're meant to play against like this, uh, what do they call the mer people in this game? Merfolk. Play against a merfolk guy who's meant to be like the best guy at um, the card game in this area. And then halfway through, you're like, the narrator's like, Actually, pretty sure the best guy in this area isn't even a merfolk. I don't even know who the fuck this is you're playing. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, sorry, I lied. I just wanted to have fun. <laughs> and you're like, what is this? <laughs> what? Is this the lore of the game <laughs> that I'm experiencing right now? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and at the end, you literally, as far as I can tell, like you literally play against Nick, uh, Nicol Bolas and like... Well, that was the first time I lost, but then I won the second time because I realized I played it through wrong. So yeah. I've already defeated a dragon in this uh, tutorial. Mm. Nice. So the actual gameplay, what's... All right, so getting a bit more mechanical. Having played Hearth, um, what I like is that the game teaches you... I mean, I don't know, like... I assume this is not the full list of possible mechanics, but it teaches these basic mechanics like pretty, um, pretty quickly and smoothly. Uh, oh, like some of the keywords. Yeah. So, like for example, one thing that this has that doesn't really exist in Hearthstone is you being able to do like block, like not only block attacks with your creatures or whatever they're called, but also like um, you can also play cards that trigger like when you're about to be like um, your creature about to be attacked. Yeah, so uh, basically, Brenton, what you just described is the reason that Joey doesn't like magic um, is because at any point, provided you have the right card, you can interrupt yeah. the flow of the game. So what this is, what they do here, yes, yeah, so like instance, right, or interrupts. Yeah. I can't remember what the keyword is. Yeah, yeah, so instance. What's, what's interesting is, so far at least, you can't do whatever you want. So the game, the, the round proceeds in like the proper sequence, but what it is, is it's like a time-limited slot where you can do your instance uh-huh. in, in response, like before the next round proceeds. Uh, um, okay. So I think it, it isn't like a wait and see, like you literally have like a window to do it. Yeah, the game's like, I think, 
tries not to show like it tries not to expose too much of the mechanics of like you know like a countdown timer but i can see that like there's like a sequence and you get to choose if you're going to block or not and how many you're going to block with and then there's like a little phase where you get to choose if you're going to use one of your um or not mm-hmm. and if you don't then it just goes through and i think it's time limited like i haven't played against people yet so i don't know if the timing format's different there um like if there's roping and stuff i assume there is but yeah it is yeah it is time that it looks like you know, it looks like you don't have an infinite amount of time to sit there and wait and see if you want to cast your instance. Like you have to like go or not. Um, yeah. So um, just talking about MTGO for a little while, it has timing as well, but the timing is so clunky that this has actually streamlined it. So it's similar to actually Hearthstone with the timing. Yeah, it's way closer to Hearth. Like it's yeah. it's basically half. It just has these extra mechanical elements, and obviously the you know the game and cards are different, um, and the whole like because introduced you know the basic stuff, they introduced like flying, and then um, the the equivalent of uh, what's it called in half? Um, creatures can attach. Uh, it can attack as soon as you land, put them on the table. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so many sickness or whatever. Yeah, it's called charge in Hearthstone, and yeah. then haste within Magic. Yeah, my so the, favorite mechanic. Yeah, no, it's really cool, right? And they've already introduced all these mechanics to me, and that's really cool. And then, obviously, it's free to play to start with. Um, I can see, and so what they've seemed to have done really well is, uh, like you've got daily quests. Um, there's like three daily quests at a, at a time, and you can, if you don't like one of them, it looks like you can switch your daily quests for like another one that's randomly selected. Hearthstone uh, does that as well, by the way. Um, but yeah, right. it, it's cool that they have it too. Yeah, all right. I, yep. Yeah, Penny Hearth has it. Um, and also, it looks like you like you unlock a bunch of stuff for free in the tutorial, and then you mm-hmm. can obviously like earn cards and decks as a result of like playing. Um, but the other thing you do, obviously it's got a shop where you can spend real money to buy gems and then buy cards. Uh, my concern so far is, like, as a game like Hearth where there's seasons, and so there's cards that are standard, all right, and they're going to come and go out and become wild or whatever. The magic has another name for it. But, like, you can play, like, pure standard or, like, from all the cards that are available. The issue is, like, if you start buying decks and then they fall out of meta, it's basically forcing you to be on the like the treadmill of buying new decks eventually, and also because I'm not into magic that much, I don't know which ones are standard and how like because it's already got like it seems like five different like yeah. Uh, so what do you call them? when it Equi- when it comes to that, like you do have to know what's in standard, and uh, basically what you just described is the reason that magic has been making so much money uh, for however many years. Yeah, um, is that basic concept where like. You know, if you want to play standard, well, guess you better buy the new stuff. Yep. <laughs> and that's the same, th- same thing with any card game as well. Sorry, sorry. And that's why Modern is very popular. So that's why I've gotten into Modern and our good friend as well. Because you don't... It's anything since 2007 that you can play. All right. Yeah. So I don't know if... I, I assume that MTG Arena, like, because it's still beta, they probably just haven't like added all the features and stuff yet so i assume that if that's really popular it'll come come through in this as well because Mm. Mm. well i hope it does because um magic has the good thing about it over um a lot of the other online and other card games is that it has multiple different uh, play modes or play formats 
So like you can play whatever format you like. So, um, you know, so you can play a constructed format, whether it's standard, legacy, modern, whatever like era you, you want to look at. But it also has things like um, booster drafts in good limited formats as well as commander. So like there are already a bunch of really cool game modes that they need to, that they just need to implement. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully that's it. Oh, it's cool that I haven't seen in Hearth is that there's like a tech tree like outside of each game where you can, you, I think as you do quests, you get like little baubles and you can put baubles into your tech tree and like basically choose where you, um, I think what sort of decks you want to go into and what, and what mm. free decks you get. Um, so you can, I, I don't know what I've got. Like, so let's say I'm picking like red or whatever, right? I can keep going to red and then keep getting more red deck stuff, uh, red color stuff. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So it's like basically a collection. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, if you play it enough, I'm sure you can, uh, you know, get whatever you want. But the other thing I think is, I haven't done the numbers, but it just on the outside looks like it might be cheaper than Hearth, like on average. Because obviously it depends on how big the decks are and how, like, if you need rare, mm, rare cards well, to have, like, a meta deck or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, generally speaking, you do, but it it is a bit, yeah, and... The other thing is that you do need four of the same card, so I'm not sure if that plays into into account. Well, you can go to up to a max of four. You don't have to put four in, but um, if you want the good probability, then yes, you want four. Yeah, then yeah, yeah, you'll want four, and especially the like cards that really define your deck or the ones that you need to play around. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah. So there are just like a certain core that you do need four of. So yeah. I'm not sure whether or not that would make it more expensive or not. I imagine it's pretty comparable, actually. Yeah. It looks and it looks like there's some like newbie deals. Also, I must not have unlocked this feature yet. Apparently, you can play multiple formats, like constructed, draft, sealed, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it would have like the um, sealed and also probably the drafts in a situation but yeah modern won't be for a long time because they'll have to include all the cards from the past into it uh they may not even decide to do modern yeah that would be the one thing where like half has had some challenges where trying to put in include all these mechanics and then just having straight up bugs in the game like the game design and especially that like whereas hearth is you know it was like it's like quote unquote new and invented by blizzard and digital only and so Blizzard can make up whatever the rules they want and basically just say, oh, mm, whoever yeah, half right. works is what the rules are. Whereas MTG is obviously, the fan base could be described as a little bit more autistic. <laughs> and so, <laughs> just a little bit, huh? And, <laughs> I, I use the word discerning. Yeah, sorry, discerning. <laughs> discerning. And so, and that like MTG already has this like, huge like rule book and all this official stuff. I can imagine that like that's going to be focus of MTGA is trying to make sure that it follows... Yeah. The exact same rule set um it would properly. be because um yeah it's been a game that's been in existence way before hearthstone so hearthstone was something that no one completely understood and so you learnt it as it came out while this is something that the players will be like this is missing and keep on reporting that kind of stuff to the creators saying oh you need a, you miss this mechanic please put that in yeah yeah and so um yeah but i'm like i'm cautiously excited about that because obviously this game engine looks pretty good like the cards look really cool like they're they're the um they're like the spitting image of the physical cards 
like mm. when you, you see them in your hand and stuff. So I'm like, oh, this connects back to the physical experience. And like, they're obviously you can buy special card backs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Obviously. And yeah. like oh, man. legendary, legendary card backs and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not that cheap either. <laughs> it's like 10 or 20 bucks for like mm. these crazy mm. card backs. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like putting a sleeve on your deck, I suppose. Like you can, because that's the thing. Oh, like, yeah. People really enjoy putting specific sleeves. Like, even I do it. Even I love it. Like, having a particular like, the sleeve that I play with. So, you know, it, it's the same experience. Yeah, sorry. You can also get sleeves as oh, well as card. <laughs> okay. Yeah, digital sleeves. I was like... Uh, to protect wow. my digital cards. Oh, boy. Exactly. They could get dust on them. Exactly. <laughs> but there's the mini game. You've got to, like, dust off your cards. No, 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 you have to sleeve your cards like, with, like, virtual tweezers. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. it's the, that's the new game mode. It's uh, it's the sleeving, uh, the sleeving game. <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah, you need to you need to get inside the sleeve of the tweezers and not drop it on the ground. Otherwise, it loses its value. Is that yes? <laughs> well, talking more about the programming stuff, like one thing that I really like that Magic has done because they had MTGO for a long time, and then. Blizzard came out with a card game with it, a interface that was so superior, and then MTG actually came back and actually revamped their interface, which is something not other companies have done. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. There are a lot of like new digital uh, card games that have came out, like uh, things like Gwent Eternal, etc. Um, Shadowverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That have done like a really good job of a digital interface um, ever since um, Blizzard came out with um, Hearthstone. So yeah, it only ma- it, it it makes sense that um, that Wizards would do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, Blizzard kind of actually created that. Um, what's the word for it? The um, expectation of what a card game should look like online. Mm. Yeah, like taking it out of, I mean, as much as I like in-browser stuff because you don't have to download anything, but putting it into a proper like game engine and being like, come on guys, like, you know, think about what you could do, like beyond just having like pictures of cards on the screen, Mm. Mm. you know, and, you know, what you can do, like, I mean, what I liked about Hearth is that because it's digital to begin with, right? Like you can have things where it like makes up cards on the fly or has cards that like you don't necessarily have to actually own. Like yeah. as spell yeah. effects and stuff. Like I thought that was really cool because like, well, what, you know, like, what can't you do? Like, you know, yeah, in like, game. And, and, and the other thing that I really enjoy uh, that sort of like, you know, that, that makes the, the, the soul or the heart of the cards is like when you play it, there's a, there's a sound like this, for example. Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> like, that's just what happens when you play Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, good yeah, Leroy. That's really cool. And yeah. that's something that Arena's actually started to do as well. Mm. Like, have that yeah, that's good. interaction with you in the Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, so I'm on board the hot train. I think it's pretty cool. Oh, um, nice. It's obviously, like, because the problem, like, the reason you need to go digital is that, especially in today's world, like, I think that there's a lot more people who are willing to play the game than are willing to play it physically and go to, like, play spaces and meet other people and stuff mm. and don't already, and don't necessarily have a, a group yet. Yeah, um, for sure. Because it is, like, it is a bit hard 
particularly if you're a bit shy, maybe, you know, you have a lot of anxiety around it and to physically go to a fucking card game shop and, you know, play the neck demons. For the virtual reality experience though, like you need like, um, like if you buy the game and you buy a collector's edition, they ship you out a box and inside the box, it's like this little perfume and, um, (laughs) and the perfume is like gamer musk. So 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 as you're playing magic, uh, magic, the gathering, you, you, like spread some game of us around like, like at the... <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's what you're missing uh, Joey. well the mm. other thing that i hope that they do is also be able to order real cards as well as the digital card at the same time oh, I, yeah. think, I think that's cool although the, the risk is that like basically the digital cards should be cheaper because they don't have to print and distribute them like, yeah, I think they are cheaper at the moment. I just like some some companies use that as like a trick to basically try and trick you into thinking that digital cards are like worth as much. And I'm like, no, they're not. Like, fuck off. Like, mm-hmm. you can copy them for free. Well, um, to give an example of that, I I did a deck on MTG Online, which cost me twenty dollars, while in real life it would have cost me about two hundred and fifty. Holy shit! All right, that's a pretty good deal. Yep. I withdraw my complaints. <laughs> <laughs> so that's MTG Online. That's the old card game. I'm not sure how it would be with Arena because it is newer and they'll be trying to get their money to help develop it outside of the beta. So they may make it a bit expensive to begin with. Uh, the main thing is I think like you can't, like because it's digital and they control the game, right? What they can do is prevent like a third-party marketplace so like, oh yeah, right. Yeah, that definitely does what, happen. That's what happened in MTGO. There's a third-party marketplace that actually offers it cheaply. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? So because yeah, um, at the moment at least, Arena, I think like the only way you can get cards is by buying like pre if they've got pre-constructed decks in the shop or just boosters. Um, mm. So then they've got control of the rarity and stuff, and you can't just like buy the cards you want. You're gonna have to just buy boosters until you get what you want. Mm, and let's say you introduce that later but i mean if i wanted to make shitloads of money i'd obviously make it safe to buy boosters yeah yeah that's the general like model yeah and not only that the other thing about making it its own platform rather than the uh window that you were talking about before yeah because that's how mtgo got that like how that third party came into effect It was easily transferable the data because they managed to get the same coding and then be able to put it in. Okay. And then with Arena, it's a bit hard to encrypt other coding into the game. So Arena is going to do way better than M- MTGO that way. Yeah, when you control it like that, and obviously all the information is like held server side um, mm. as well, and then you can just um, it ain't a separate XC. There's stuff you can do. I mean, like. An actual, you know, an elite script kitty hacker can do more stuff anyway, but... AK Brenton Q. Fletcher. Oh, I mean, like... like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't lie, man. You've, you've already got the nudie mod, Liana. Well, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what's missing. <laughs> yeah, they make us a kind of a nudie mod for, like, <laughs> the narrator in. I want to see Bolus's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> And not those fucking male Photoshop nipples. Exactly. What the f- Actual nipples. <laughs> 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 uh, not safe for Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, but anyway, I don't think that's big of a deal. Like, it's a lot easier to make games like that with a logic server side and then control the client and then make it so you can't extract data as easily. But even if you could, like, what to maintain, like, as long as MTG Arena is, like, less buggy and has more features and, like, more complete mechanics implemented than anything third party, mm-hmm. then more people end up there, I think. Like, especially if it's really complicated to make the full rule set work pro- properly. That's how you prevent people from like using third party stuff. Because um, third party devs will just give up. Because, like, you know, all Magic has to do is, you know, in the 2020 set, introduce like a new unique mechanic that's really complicated to implement software wise. Or just keep doing this. Um, or the other thing as well with it having in- card interactions as well mm. for something happening when you play the card it'd be hard for those devs to actually create the same mechanic that they had planned for the card. Yeah, exactly. So even if you can, like, duplicate it, you don't have to duplicate it day one, right? Because according to this, at least going forward, deck rele- like card releases are going to be, like, at the same time in physical and arena. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think they have to do it that way. Of course, yeah. Mm. For the mentioned mean... discerning audience. Yeah, like, oh, I mean, can you imagine if, like, they're trying to sell this as like the future of digital for magic, right? And it's as valuable as like playing offline and the same experience. If physical comes out first, you're like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, that's what's made me um, download MTG Arena um, simply because War of the Sparks come out. And I'm like, I really want to get my hands on that new Liliana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and well, and so I you can't get my hands on Liliana Diddy Patch. <laughs> Brenton, get to work. Yes, he's not right. I mean... <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um... <laughs> oh, it's so weird. They included needy versions and they just cover them up. It just needs to remove the <laughs> remove their clothes. <laughs> See, that's the kind of fucking. <laughs> that's the kind of um, community engagement that I want from my corporations. Exactly. Mm. But it looks really cool. I hope, I mean, I hope the second people do play FDGO, there'll be some way to migrate your stuff or migrate some sort of value into this. Because I am like, I think, I mean, like the fact that MTGO is like made by, I think, isn't it that it's made by third party developers or something? And like their developers are shit. There's some contract or something why they can't just fix it themselves. I don't know the programming side about it, but uh, yeah, there is a third party that ha- does develop cards for it because they don't go out of their way to actually create the old cards and uh, Magic the Gathering. Oh, really? So the official site, it's got a couple of the old decks and then other than that, you need to actually go to the third parties to actually get your modern decks. That's so so lazy. They, yeah, they're, they're really lazy with that. I think they especially became lazier when um, they started developing Magic uh, Arena. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, I hope that people get to migrate like some value or the cards or something into this because otherwise they risk losing the current core base, right? And because, you know, you go to mm. GA, the homepage, and they're obviously trying to push the whole like, um, like content creator, like YouTube channel, you know, streaming sort of stuff because they want it. That's how you grow a game in a multiplayer game in 2019. So they need to keep the call, you know. Yeah. Mm. Well, Wizards of the Coast, 
is really good at actually getting new players. They've done really well okay. uh, the last couple of years, especially with another game that everyone around here knows, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. So they've mm. done really well with introducing new player bases, with making relative mechanics and more interesting mechanics with each expansion and each yeah. redo. So mm. uh, the easiest game version of it was D&D uh, &D 4. Mm. And with Arena, that's going to bring in a lot more because there's some people that would go to MTGO and go nah <laughs> and that's even that's even old old players as well that are fully into the actual physical card game that will go to mtga and go yep. nah yep that's me cool physical card game fuck mtgo sucks the d i only made two decks and i play it every now and again when i want to take an hour to play a card game but yeah 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 i can't that. i can't stand mtgo fuck that shit <laughs> Joey, you can't stand normal card games. Yes. <laughs> like we hand you like a card with pictures on it, and you like fucking like burn it or something. Uh, no, no. To be fair, that, that card, like I assume the card's worth a thousand dollars, so I carefully <laughs> give it back. <laughs> Actually, I loved it that time when you um, played with us, and you just always got the one card, Act of Treason. <laughs> Which for listeners steals your creature away from you, and he has control of it. So you'd spend all this time bringing out this big ass creature, and he just uh, all your fucking creatures. Well, steal it for oh, one yeah. turn. Yeah. And um, like uh, at the time, I was uh, I was really trying to get into magic. I was giving it an honest go, and I thought what would be fun is if I um if I did it like in Yu-Gi-Oh, where they where they like take <laughs> when they play a card. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, like, like I play blue eyes white dragon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, so uh, every time I played Act of Treason, I go, "Too bad he's treasonous." Act of Treason. <laughs> the funny thing about that is that when I was versing him, I played a card. I played a card that when my creature got destroyed, I would create a lot of t um lot of other creatures so he, it was called um murder investigation yeah. and he's like even though he was under investigation he is still a treason <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Literally, he was a traitor <laughs> active treason your creatures don't mind but <laughs> other than that do you have anything else brenton um i had one more point but i can't remember like no mtj looks really cool um uh -huh. cool uh, I'm just going to put in, this is, if we're moving off the subject of magic. Um, magic specifically, I think, is cancerous, uh, just for the, for the audience who don't know. That, okay. um, because um, essentially, I feel like it's a turn-based game, but actually it's a real-time strategy. Like, it's a real-time strategy game. Masquerading is a turn-based game, and uh, I don't specifically like that. Like, I don't play a physical game, a board game or whatever. To play a real-time strategy where you can where you can like interrupt each other and, and like screw each other over at time, I much prefer like it's actual turns and you, you know only one player can move in this round, Jerry. and like like that round is is focused on, on that particular player. That's obviously just because you're a more discerning player. Everything <laughs> <laughs> needs to be ordered and it's I'm I, I, I'm tipping at the maximum possible angle of thirty percent right. <laughs> I can understand where you're getting at, Joey, where it's saying where you think it's your turn and whatnot, but 
But it's not your turn. It's the other guy's turn. Because he's going to fucking instant you and, and like destroy your shit before you've even done anything. So you're not going to get to see a cool turn go off. So do you think that they should actually re-advertise it to say not a turn base, real-time strategy? Um, I, actually, I think that would be very interesting if they if they did actually properly like embrace the fact that they are a real-time strategy and say, you know, Magic, the new real-time strategy card game. Yeah, I think because obviously the issue, right, is that, like if you're planning out your turn while the other players is playing, but obviously that's going to get thrown to the wayside because they're going to do stuff that affects your hand and your um, what's a fancy pants name for like the cards you've got on the on the play in play? The board, board, board. yeah, or battlefield. Well, yeah, it, it, it's not just that, Brendan, because like you, you expect like if if player A, you expect his turn to like affect player B's strategy, right? Yeah, because that's that's the nature of two people playing turns. Yep. and trying to kill each other. But the fact is, player A will be doing stuff, and in the middle of player A doing stuff, player B can screw over player A on player yeah. A's turn. Yeah, that's so true. What, like that's what I specifically don't like about Magic specific. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's the good news is we've got you know both kinds of games in this world. Yeah, I, absolutely. But um, I like my my experience with Magic sad me so much that I I don't like any. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. So, like, even when that's not the case in Mag- in um, Hearthstone, because, like, Hearthstone is the epitome of you can only do things on your turn. Like, Joey still doesn't like that just because he's been soured so much. Aww. Yeah. Mm. And okay. also, the you can interrupt your player's turn, but you've actually got to prepare something for that. So, oh, yeah, no, any no, no, of fans I, out there, you've activated my trap card situation. Exactly. But um, you know, even if you're player B and you're interrupting player A's turn, your interrupt has no guarantee of going off because player A can just interrupt your interrupt. It's like, what the fuck is this? Mm. Fuck this game. That's my, that, uh, that's my rant against magic. Yeah, yeah you're right. Like, the only, the only reason like, I think it works as a noob, like, I'm sure an expert could say, like, clarify this more, but I think the only reason, only reason like, it doesn't go crazy like that is because there's like, a practical limit to how many like, deck cards you'd want in a deck. Because, because like, like, I was looking at this, right, and like, normally there's no card limit in a deck, but like, the problem, like, the reason that's not an issue, because if you make a deck too big, then you've got no idea what you're going to draw. So you've got no idea like what percentage chances you're going to get. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. And so, like, obviously, as a player, you only... I think there's a limit to how many different, like, unique things you want to bring into your deck. Like, maybe they just won't synergize. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, the, well, like, there are decks specifically built to do what, I, to, 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 to do what, I, what I'm saying I hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of so. course. So you hate blue players. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I hate old magic. That's and like, <laughs> basically, what happened was is that our, our friend Aiden also just made a deck where it just had no win condition. It was just basically doing everything that Joey hates. Um, and, and like, the idea is to make your opponent actually just quit the game. Yeah, yeah, literally flip. The I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever played against that. To be fair, uh, you didn't. But you know, you face against something similar. Yeah. Like, was there know. a thing recently with Hearth? There's some like thing about people like rope like going all the way to twenty or like roping or like there's something about like hard, not having a limit on how long the game can go or something. Um, no, there is a hard limit coded into Hearthstone. Yeah, I think it's like there... fifty turns or something like that. Yeah, no, that's that's what I mean. Was wasn't there like some new cut expansions out right and like people are hitting that limit because like there's they can't. Oh uh, yeah, getting, there like, is. Screwed um, over because taking of... out. Yeah, it's because they're playing um, a card called, like, I think it's, like, Archivist Deliciana or something like that, where okay. you discover uh, some cards and then you shuffle copy. So you essentially get an extended amount of cards and you do things where you put more cards in your deck. 
Okay. So even though you should theoretically only play 30 turns in total, um, and then you go into fatigue and then you might have a lot of health. So you might actually reach the cap. Um, if, if both people are playing control warrior and both people are shuffling multiple cards into each other's decks, then they, and both are gaining a shit ton of armor and like keeping their health high, then, um, they can reach the cap. Okay, that Damn, like a mistake. that's crazy. I thought rogue. I thought you were about to say it was rogue, but oh, uh, yeah, academic can, espionage. Yeah, yeah, you can do espionage, but that's not the popular rogue. The popular rogue is the aggro rogue at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, my yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely your kind of thing, Sherry. Um, but yeah, it's the it's the double it's the control warrior mirror that is specifically doing it. Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Um, so, in the interest of time, I think that we have to be yep. done, Brenton. That's all right. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, so, actually, keep it on the uh, Blizzard train. Um, seeing as we are running pretty long, I won't talk about uh, all of my stuff, but I just want to talk about some Blizzard news. So, basically, um, I have been on back on the Blizzard bandwagon for a long time now. And uh, you know what? I've just been getting into this thing called Blizzard Esports. Have you guys ever heard about this? Uh, we should do a podcast about it. You know what? <laughs> it would be really great to do a podcast about Blizzard esports. What are we called though? Like, I guess Blizzard's cold, so you could just like chilled. Yeah, yeah, you know, I like it. <laughs> yeah, the, I like chilled, it the, the chilled esports podcast or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should listen to it if you can find it. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel it's over at jhatrader.com. <laughs> um, so which um, game yeah. within the Blizzard have you been particularly watching? Um, the one that I've been watching the most is, in fact, the Overwatch League. Um, that's the one that I put on because of timing. It's just on um, from 9 to 12 uh, on the weekend. So, you know, I wake up and have my breakfast, you know, have a cup of tea and um, and watch the Overwatch League. And I've really been getting into it, and it's actually been really, really fun um, seeing a meta um, that basically can never be played on ladder, but looks really awesome to play. Mm. Yeah. Tell so, us what the meta is. So um, it, they basically play rock, paper, scissors, depending on what's happening. And there's this like meta that's evolving where people do the standard, what they call goats, the 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they basically swapped around using Reinhardt and swapped over to using Winston instead um, for for a three three st- uh, like setup. But then people are running these crazy like fucking four DPS, one healer, one uh, one tank. Um, wow! Uh, like setups, mm. and it's just fucking crazy to watch, and it's so cool. One hundred percent agree. So uh, <laughs> DPSing the other team before. Yeah, well, it's more just like um, it's usually wrecking ball. That's the person that's the main tank, right? So the tank is basically uh, just like rolling in on everyone's nuts, and then like hopefully your team is able to kill the enemy team or you know defeat the the bunker that's set up because normally mm. it's there to like break open a bunker setup with like a with the fucking right click hero bastion. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, like doing his thing. Joey's, Joey, Joey's favorite. <laughs> well, also, if you have a um, a Reza with Bastion at the same time, that's a nasty oh, yeah, dude. bunker. Uh, okay, so so the bunker that's coming through right now is Arisa, uh Bastion, 
and the new, the new healer Baptiste because he can put down the immortality field. So even uh, if yeah. so, even if you like you know dive in like smack him right in the face, um, everybody Baptiste can just like put a nope field up in your face. Oh wow, lovely. Yeah. Thanks, Baptiste. <laughs> Thanks, Blizz. Yeah. I love you, Baptiste, Jeff Kaplan. Otherwise known as Bishop. Yeah, <laughs> a, aka Bishop. Yeah, Bishop. Bishop rocks up and then, like, you know, says says something about the far future being even more fucked than it already is. Um, and um, yeah, it makes an immortality field. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the that's one of the, some of the current strategies that are going around now and make it really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Mm. In particular, though. Um, Normally, uh, you do get some dominant teams and some like shit teams that that go around. Um, but one, uh, a new team that is coming around is um, the Vancouver Titans, who are actually just undefeated in the entire Overwatch League at the moment. Oh wow! Yep. My wife will be happy about that. She loves the Canadians, so. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a Canadian team. I believe it has some Koreans on it. So, like, I mean, not really. The Overwatch League is like let's let's call them quote unquote Canadian. Yeah, I mean, like there are some there are some people from like all over all over the globe, uh, but they don't necessarily mm. play on the team that they say that they're from. Like, they're, don't get me wrong, there are British guys in the Overwatch League, but they, do they play for London? No. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of like sure, you know, you can follow some people, but just just know that like your team doesn't have very much bearing on like where they say that they're from. Yeah, yeah I, like I sort of like it, but I sort of don't because like, the reason I like it is like. What I want to see actually as a gamer is the best players in the world facing against the best players in the world. Mm, mm, yep. And I actually don't care if they're all Korean. Like, it, it, that doesn't bother me from a gameplay point of view. But on the other hand, for, like, from a football hooligan point of view, <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely yeah. want to see actual Australians fighting actual like, British people. Because mm. that's what I, I emotionally want to see. Well, there's, there's some Australian commentators, if that makes you feel better. No, it doesn't make you feel better. <laughs> also, there are no Australian teams in the Overwatch League. We're in the Overwatch contenders. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, okay. I know right. what you mean. But the, you know what I mean. Like, you know, I, yeah. I use Australia as a metaphor. Mm. You know, like, I could have, I could have, you know, um, the contenders thing was here. Like, oh, at the it? convention center. Yeah, the Extreme oh, Masters thing. I could yeah, have gone. right. You could have gone. <laughs> New noob. <laughs> Too fair. Like tickets for the whole thing were like 150 bucks. Oh, oh shit. yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. And I was like, uh, whatever. That's a yeah. Uh, yeah. That included like the rest of IEM or whatever, like which is cool. But mm. like, so, so yeah, you could have watched any game that you wanted to. That's yeah, which is cool. Um, yeah, man, I would have gone. Actually, I pro- I don't know. That's questionable. 150 bucks, man. It, yeah, it's just the contenders. That's for, that's for both yeah. days. It's and just for the contenders. It's, it's not like the world, and it's not like... Because yeah. what the fuck do you win if you win contenders? Like, um, they you can the chance to go to Worlds. I, no. Is it? They need to do a better I, job of marketing this. I think I think the contenders are like... It's, it's sort of like... You know how you have... Okay, I don't know if it's probably changed, but like back when I was watching it, it was like yeah. when you have the LCS and then you have like the open division and the open division feeds into the LCS. I, I yeah, believe yeah. it's similar. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, so Overwatch contenders, you could possibly be a, um, a an Overwatch League team. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's what happened with Vancouver Titans is that they were a contenders team uh, and then um, they, get, they got into the Overwatch League and now they're just like wrecking everyone. Oh, nice. 
Mm. So this is like an obvious question, but so you can have demotion out of the league then? Um, you know what? I don't know because it's a MLG uh, type situation. Uh, um, so yeah, I'm not sure what actually goes on uh, with okay. the with the teams. They just added new ones this year as well. So like they oh, actually just increased the pool of uh, of teams that were in the league. Okay, that's a way it, to do it. Um, yeah, because it's uh, it, it is Blizzard's like um, you know forefront um, esport ever since yeah. they shut down some of the other ones, <laughs> not naming any classic games Liz uh, well it can't really compete against the um, superior version of it but anyway. yeah uh, uh, yeah whatever anyway um, <laughs> anyway that's another discussion that but, is that is another discussion for, but just for fans uh, out there that of overwatch what's their um, Vancouver Titans standard composition of heroes Oh, so um, when it comes to them, they do normally like to run a three-three setup, and they and they are pretty good at that uh, at that particular strategy. Um, but uh, see, w- when it comes to the pro scene, Cherry, pretty much everybody plays um, the same thing, um, okay. and it's usually like the same. Let's go with like five to five to ten of uh of the same people being played over and over again um also mm. overwatch isn't really that um that diverse when it comes to what you can pick i suppose um just know that yeah it doesn't you, have that yeah. many heroes yeah yeah it's not like a moba where or it's like league of legends where you have 120 fucking people to possibly choose from um but the yeah so some rare picks are like Torbjorn is pretty rare, uh, and most damage dealers are pretty rare. And if you and if you are a damage dealer, you're most likely a Hanzo or a Widow, um, or a Soldier or something like that. Sometimes, uh, okay. sometimes a Genji, yeah. but like the really, really difficult, uh, high execution, high reward um, type uh, damage dealers are the ones that are normally played at that level. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so th- that's the type of thing that um, you know, the type of uh, champions and uh, that or heroes that get played are the ones that um are either you know y- there are very little tanks that can be played right. So normally all the tanks you play in some way, shape, or form, and and mostly all of the healers as well. Um, it's just the damage dealers that very that don't really a, see too much. A play. little bit more limited. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah. So like. If you yeah, if you get into the Overwatch League, you're most likely gonna want to play a tank or a healer out of it. If you get uh, if you're pretty into doing what the pros are doing, or, um, if... or playing Wrecking Ball. Yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say I wonder if they're ever gonna uh, move to like, because my impression of that is that Blizz doesn't care that much about like pro play meta in terms of like that being a, a diverse uh... meta, there being an important um, goal. For balancing, yeah. Joe, so they they have a stance on it because they're bringing in, they're trying to bring in the same thing that League of Legends has at the moment, where you pick your role before you queue. Um. So and, and then that brings up the idea of well, what do people, you know, what is the correct Overwatch um like composition? Because like League of Legends is just fucking figured out. Like that is just the mm. optimal way to run that game. Um, yeah. Or like the perceived way. Um. So. The same thing is for with um, Overwatch, right? Because you can run a lot of different strategies. You know, you could run like quad tank or triple tank or, you know, all DPS or like all DPS one healer, which is like my normal quick match. Um, yeah. 
And um, so, uh, and basically, they're going to try and force 2 2 2 on everybody. Okay. And just a question, because I only play quick match in uh -huh. the, and I haven't seen it, the any league games. Can they swap heroes during the. Oh, yeah, for sure. You can um, swap uh, provided you're at the uh, spawn point. Okay, yeah. yeah so, so, still like, that responsive um, gameplay where if something's needed, they can instantly bring. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so that's a big strategy during the games is that, you know, so that that's like it's the rock, paper, scissors type thing, because basically if you're attacking a certain point, then running like a triple tank, triple support is just like the best way to go because you can just brute force your way through it, sustain up everybody, tank up all the damage and get onto the point. But then other times mm. um, it might be, you know, just much better to like, you know, fucking sink your teeth in, stand your ground and, you know, set up the bastion to like, you know, right click everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so maybe once you take the point, you swap over to a different thing, or maybe it's not working, and then you swap to this or swap to that, and it's a lot of yeah. the, it's a lot of the um, intricacies of the uh, of the games. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's pretty much like that. And if you haven't played competitive Sherry, um, they do have to do attack on defense on the on the same map to to see who's the better team, which is mm. much like competitive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, as far as I know, right, like the the rules, like the the game rules, I don't mean like what you're allowed to not allowed to do, but I mean like the structure of the game, right? Like mm. you play both sides of Assault or whatever. It's the same currently in pro play and like ranked, right? Yeah, yeah it's different. exactly the same. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Yeah, it's cool. Well, the, um, so some other highlights from uh, what's happening this week is uh, one that I was pretty uh, excited about was there was another world first race, a, a new um, for World of Warcraft, a new raid came out. Ooh, ooh, nice. Yeah. So it was it was pretty much a um, you know a, a raid that people weren't really uh, looking forward to or people weren't really uh, hyped hyped about. Um, it was called the Crucible of Storms, and it was basically just uh, an extra add-on to the current one, uh, the, the current tier that they're on at the moment. And so everybody was basically like, oh yeah, you know, it'll be it'll be really easy. It's only a two-boss raid, uh, and they'll pretty much like knock it over before lunchtime and go home and have a beer and like, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, turns out uh, it took people a week. Jesus Christ. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, it took people a week to down two bosses. And this is like... You know the fucking hardcore, um, you know, uh, hardcore method players who basically um, they were underestimating it so much that they didn't actually take any time off work or or, or university or anything like that. Um, mm. So so they just um, you know they they basically were just like going oh yeah we're just gonna like you know fuck it up um, yeah and then like on the third day people will like had to do things like uh, one of the players was like. Had to had to do the MDI or get ready for the MDI, which is another thing that's happening with uh, uh, WoW esports. Um, people had to go to work and everything, so this mega disruptive schedule, and people couldn't do it. And there was like all these talks about day six and day seven, and yeah. Uh, and oh, in the man. end, uh, and in the end, Method didn't even actually get the world first. <gasps> oh wow, that's amazing! Because Method's got like every fucking world first ever. Yeah. Uh. Um. Yeah. For the for like the modern era, because I think like there were some other guilds who did it for things like um uh, in Wrath of the Lich King, like Paragon were pretty 
um, yeah. were pretty popular at that time. But um, yeah, it's. Hmm? Imagine like running, like being in a guild, and then people are talking about your guild like ten years later on some fucking rando Australian <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The um, heroes that came before us. Hmm. <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, it was a, uh, a a somewhat smaller a smaller guild called Pieces that actually took it out, and um, you know it, and they they released the video and everything, and and I, and I had a watch of the video, and like it, it was actually just um, I mean, these guys are really good; they have like excellence of execution. But what was really funny is that the POV that we had, the guy died like in the last quarter of the fight. <laughs> so he was just dead for like you know for a large portion of the fight. It was fucking hilarious. Awesome. Now that guy's now got a world first. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, yep, yep, world nice. first. And um, you know, and it was it was pretty good. Like I watched a little bit of the progress, but um, you know, when you're when you're watching um them just like wiping to like random ass mechanics and it wasn't the same because they didn't have a full production like they did for the other one. Um, that I talked about a little while ago. It was yeah, just course, basically course. like the players streaming it on Twitch. So you didn't really get to hear too much discussion or too much, uh, too many other people talking about it. So um, hmm. it was a little bit more disappointing, a little bit more boring, but I, I still watched a little bit of it and I was like pretty invested in what was happening. So um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it got me thinking about WoW again and, uh, and starting to play again. Okay. And now you've leveled up your brand new rogue. <laughs> uh no not a rogue damn it's not a rogue damn <laughs> what what class are you playing now uh i um so actually the funny story is is that joey and i were like watching uh watching a anime that was about mmos as well <laughs> yeah so um so i'm playing a warrior oh okay nice yeah yeah, I want. I I, uh, I wanted to play Warrior, um, because I don't know. I was just really into the whole sword and board fantasy. I just thought it was cool. Oh yeah, sword board is good. Yeah, I always like that that whole like thing. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a noob tanker. A noob tanker. Yeah, noob and tanker. then I'm obviously gonna do the only thing that you do in MMORPGs and go play magical dress ups. <laughs> Absolutely, that's exactly what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. Because I'm just thinking. Because it's a little bit of a side note. I'm in my LARP live action role play that I'm planning on doing. I'm planning on going swordboard, so I'm oh, still yeah, having nice. to think of kit for that. So that's why I randomly laughed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'll be doing physical dress ups, and I'll be doing magical dress ups, and it's perfectly yeah. it's perfectly normal. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that just uh, just about covers it. Last little thing that I will mention is that it was the very last HCT ever event um, last week. So, Please. Yeah, yeah, so the, uh, well, Hearthstone is still around, Hearthstone Esports, but it's not called HCT anymore. Hmm. Um, so it was the last, like, actual HCT event. Uh, oh, and so. basically, people were saying it was the best one. Um, oh, really? Okay. That's good. Yeah, so it was um it was the finals of um uh of like the world finals and uh one of the guys who is, you know, who's just been heralded as one of the best players um for a long time uh ended up winning. Um and I thought it was a nice story because it, it goes to like it goes to show that you do actually need skill to play the game now. Um, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> and it's not just like yeah because people are going to about all you know it's just like a, a like a rng fest RNG. Yeah. yeah so, so um fucking ccg like you're just manipulating the randomness by choosing what cards to have right yeah essentially but um oh. it, it... yeah you're saying sorry oh well in regards to um hearthstone one thing that really got me hooked is and this is a testing to needing skill it's basically a virtual te- test in my opinion so you've really got to outthink what your opponent's going to do next uh, but like the thing that people talk about is that with the discover mechanic how do you know what they have if it's like randomly discovered you know and they could just rng the best card that you can't play against or you have no hope against yes, you know what i mean or like you know yeah, like you, you play a, you, you play a card, you discover a spell, and that is your one out for actually surviving what's going to happen, and you win the game. Yeah, that's just sheer dumb luck. But mm. <laughs> so I do understand what you're saying there. But if they've got a strong board state, uh, then yeah, you've got to pray to God that they don't have something preparing to save that board state. Mm. Like in the new meta that is currently out, or the new ca- uh, block. Secret Paladin is come back, and I'm really, I love it. Um, and mm-hmm. it can really protect your board for random stuff that can happen. Mm, yeah, for sure. Especially the new secret, where the uh, plus two on um, when your opponent casts a spell. It's like, would you like AoE protection? Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, also saving that one random creature as well. So, like, a creature dies and then comes back with one health. Oh, yeah, you yeah, can sure. then swing with that creature as well. So, mm, yeah, no, that's good. Um, so yeah, less randomness, actual skill, all good things. All right. Um, so that is going to bring us to the end of our uh, show today, guys. So just want to say thank you very, very much for being here. Um, other than that, for our listeners, <clears throat> if you wanted to uh, contact the podcast. Feel free to send us an email over at stspodcastau at gmail.com. That's where you can go, send your emails to tell us that we're right, we're wrong, or to have, uh, you know, uh, tell us about anything that you want to hear on the show. Um, you can also go check out our Twitter, um, where I constantly have a look and retweet things that I think are interesting. That is at stspodcastau. So that's where you can go for any information or to have a look at things that, um, that are quite interesting. <clears throat> You can also go over and check our feed for our uh, podcast over at jhrate.com. Uh, Joey, what else can we find over at jhrate.com? Over at jhrate.com, you can find my hub for all jhrate-related news, memes, and anything else I put up on there, including our <laughs> sister podcast, Yayo Power Hour, which is up to episode, I haven't checked, mm. nine-ish, <laughs> ten-ish. Um, I think they did a. I think they did a, a, a podcast release recently. I I, I think they did. But I, I haven't checked it yet. So you can check before me. <laughs> 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 and you can also find the archive of Chill Esports, and you can find uh, my personal blog, Meme Driven Development, where I talk about memes development and life itself. Sometimes it's very mm-hmm. deep. Yep. And the back catalog of STS podcast. Yes, yes. So you can go find that um, back, yeah, back catalog of us yep. shooting the shit over the past few weeks. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at OvalTeenGene. Uh, you can go uh, check me out if you want to talk about anything, want to bring up anything for the podcast. You can go find me over there. 
All right. So uh, I will thank you guys for joining me once more. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, Gene. Thanks. Yep. And I'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.